key down for this. All right, clap sync. Three, two, one. And Perfect. noise suppression is off. Woohoo! I know. Did anyone write a strongly worded letter to Discord? Because I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm really not the type also... of person to complain to the manager when things go awry. I am not a Karen. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily a Karen to, to explain to Discord that they should explain to us what they change, but... Yeah, I guess yeah. not. But you know, like, the internet skews so many things these days to make it sound like a Karen move. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I just, I don't want to deal. You're scared, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like, I mean, you look at yourself and you're like, I, how do I, like, I feel like it's, what am I trying to say here? What I'm trying to say is that like, like you, you have to differentiate yourself from Karen, right? Is what you're trying to say. Like it's, it's, you can feel that the, the judgment in the category is just slowly wrapping around you mm -hmm. unless you absolutely make sure to make people know who you are right like you're just walking through a you know a, you're walking to a restaurant or something like that and people are like holy shit is this person gonna go crazy at me and you're like no no i'm fine i'm fine like <laughs> like i'm not gonna scream at you i'm not gonna scream while talking to someone else on my cell phone like i don't know why they're always talking to someone else on their cell phone but they fucking are man why do you know what i mean like they're talking this they're speakerphoning a cell phone in public and then they're yelling at you too and you're sort of like what is happening yeah, the other, the other, like, the, the last time I was in, uh, like, in an actual doctor's office with people in the waiting room, so this was, like, what, three years ago? I don't even remember, mm -hmm. but exactly. I had this, like, woman sitting next to me texting on her phone, and every once in a while she would just sigh, exasperated, she'd be like, <sighs> and then she turns to me and she's like, well, you believe what my daughter Bonnie just did right now, and then I'm just like, oh no, I'm gonna get yeah. caught in the middle of this like family drama between you and this girl Bonnie, and I don't know Bonnie, I don't know her side of the story. Like, are you a good yeah. parent? Are you an enabling parent? I don't know. And then finally, the doctor called me back, and I'm like, oh, thank God, <laughs> yeah. dude. All I can tell you is that I don't know for sure, but I just fear the worst because she was named Bonnie, and I I just can't <laughs> think. Of another what? Bonnie, like it just sounds so, it sounds so old school, you know. And listen, I'm I, I'm not saying that that's the end of it. I'm just saying that's the start, right? That was what she named her child, and and now I I don't know, you know. Is that fair? That feels fair. If your name is Bonnie, write into us at tyranniaslands.com <laughs> oh, and send your hate mail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. And and remember to, like, just remove all the context and all of the, like, subtext to how I was saying that and just verbatim write what I said. And then he said, I don't know. I think what the first thing that was wrong was that your name was Bonnie or something. You know, just, like, make sure to, like, really write it dry like that. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. That actually would have been a really great segment if I had been awesome enough into like, and you can write into Tyranny Thumbs like this one person did and then read the, the email that we actually did get this week. And just <laughs> transition from that. Oh my God. Oh, you know, you guys, it's, it's been a little while since we've got hate mail. Does there, How does everyone feel about that? Good? Bad? Does it feel like you're cool missing something? Hate mail. You're okay with that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it should necessarily be our goal to get hate mail. As much oh, as we okay. encourage it in the podcast of writing in hate mail, people have actually been very kind in writing to us. So I very I much appreciate that. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that we read in our inbox has got to be some of the nicest shit that's ever, 
ever uh, that I that I read through my browser. Let's put it that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's like it's even just kind of seeped into just like I don't know day to day stuff. You know, I've been like replaying Mass Effect mm-hmm. uh, with the Legendary Edition, and then I just thought back to that one guy who wrote it and said that me calling the Rachni cute was like hilarious. Yeah, and I saw the Rachni in Mass Effect one. I'm like. You know they are cute. <laughs> I, I stand by my previous <laughs> my previous statement. <laughs> my favorite shit about that email though was that the way the person formatted it was just like so professional, and they had like an inline picture of the Rachni, and he was like, oh, "Yeah, cute." And I was just like, "This guy has a mastery of email. Like, like this is a cleanly organized. I think this is pretty good." Um, yeah, yeah. It just <clears throat> as per my photo. <laughs> exactly no seriously as per example one and i'm just like okay i'm looking at the diagram and i do see your point like you know <laughs> yeah oh god no we've, we've gotten like really nice we're, we're all talking about this because we did get a lovely email today or it's not today but like movie magic or something um and one of the things that they were talking about is apparently you guys i did not know this did anyone else know this there's another game by quote that game company the people who made flower and then made um journey there's one after it called Sky Children of Light. Had anyone heard of it? Th- they were like, you missed this. And I, I was like, you're absolutely right. I have no idea what that is. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I missed it. But I think it's because Sky Children of Light's a mobile game. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I remember, because I remember going to their Steam page to see what else they've done besides Flower and Journey, and I didn't find anything. But that's because this game yeah. wouldn't show up on Steam. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right, is like there – and this has happened a couple times over the podcast where the same was true with – oh, I forget what it was, but I feel like it was like the Unfinished Swan or something where I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, look, it came out in 2020 or something. And then you were like, no, it didn't. And I was like, but the Steam page said so. And then I was like, holy shit, the Steam page is not actually the source of truth in very rare cases, but this is a good example. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, we're just shouting out this person because thank you for pointing that out. We're totally going to play this game. And apparently it's going to come out on Switch like next month. So it's perfect. We'll just wait for then. We'll play it on Switch. <clears throat> It'll be awesome. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. But. Excited about it. What do we play today, you guys? That's the real question. Let's get into it. I say we get into it. Unless Zoe wants to give us our her take on the Legendary Edition of Mass Effect so far. Do you want to give us a little bit of shout out oh, of what that's I mean- about? I I have played an embarrassingly large number of hours of that game since it came out on the 14th. Like, um, is it a good rework? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it good? Honestly, Mass Effect 1's rework is, I think it really highlights how timeless that game has the potential of being with the remaster. Mm -hmm. Um, The combat Mm. is just so much sharper. Um like there's still some jank in it. They did they did keep the Mako jank, which I do appreciate because I feel like you can't have Mass Effect One without the Mako just flying everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And like there's still obviously like some uh, some quests and such that are outdated, dialogue that's outdated. But the actual combat system itself with this revamp was really sharp and really fun. 
So I've really been enjoying it. Plus just the visual reworks are just gorgeous. Like just seeing all of these worlds and being like, <laughs> wow, I don't have to type, I don't have to hack into the game to like avoid this one visual bug that always happens when my characters suddenly turn into pixels. This is so nice. This is what this world's supposed to look like. Amazing. Oh um, God, do you think that great. they were like looking at the list of bugs that were in the official PC releases of Mass Effect and they were like, Okay, so we could fix these, and that would be one half of the effort of making a remaster. <laughs> Perhaps, but I do appreciate the the visual remaster a lot. I, I think they did an excellent job with it. Looks really great. What about the menus, bro? Do you know what I'm saying? Those were a fucking nightmare. The journaling systems, you mean? Yeah, well, just like yeah, even inventory and stuff like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, unfortunately, the they didn't. I remember they... hating. I, I feel like they did re, re, rework some of the inventory, but Mass Effect 1's inventory system is still a slog to, like, <laughs> there's no, like, reduce all the Omnigel function. It's still just clicking each individual item and saying, <laughs> you reduce, you reduce. <laughs> so I guess that gets a little, a little old, and that is definitely an outdated aspect. So, you know, to each their own, I guess. But like I said, so far, having a fun time. Awesome. Good. Okay. Well, then, now we can actually get to what we came here to talk about. Um, now for something completely different. I know, totally. Are, is, is, is this podcast just a sketch show? Like, I feel like it could just be a sketch show. <laughs> I was watching some old, old, old school sketch shows um, just the other day, and I was just like, this shit's ridiculous. Also, some <laughs> of them, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say the jokes would land today. Let's put it that way. You're just sitting there like, whoa. Like, you just played it through a YouTube video, and you're like, like you like, you like turn over both shoulders. Like, did anyone just hear that coming on my computer? I don't think that was a <laughs> tasteful try anyways. Um, but a game that is tasteful, right? Unravel. Right? Right? Indeed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely take us away? adorable. What's, what is this deal? What is this Unravel thing? Yeah. So, yeah, Unravel is a puzzle platformer game uh, developed by Coldwood Interactive, a very pretty small team, I'd say. And uh, it came out in 2016. Um, And I just remember, I think I first saw this game as a Let's Play or I I saw some some Let's Player I know post this. and I watched the first episode of it and stopped watching it just because it looked charming as fuck and I wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. And in it, you just play as a little yarn creature named Yarny. And you <laughs> just kind of go through facets of life. Uh, it's, I, it's a whole game where there's zero dialogue whatsoever. It's all just told by visuals and, you know, moving throughout the world. Um, plus it has a killer soundtrack, which Raphael did post in our, in our chat, a link to Mm. some of Mm -hmm. the Unravel music. Highly recommend anybody go out and listen to it just because it's, I think it really helps also with the gameplay and just the overall feeling you get. Mm -hmm. Um, It's gotta be on that list of games that I feel like came soundtrack first into my like knowledge of them Mm -hmm. you know i'm not sure if journey was exactly soundtrack first but i definitely listened to the soundtrack way more before i'd played it but this was another example of that like unravel i just remember being like 
I know the like screenshot or title or whatever they have on the YouTube video when the audio plays like that I'm familiar with the rest of it I hadn't really known but I had heard the soundtrack a lot um if you like strings it's got a lot of strings um and uh like violin and stuff it's it's really nice um yeah okay mm-hmm. it's really but yeah pleasing. and so the the kind of concept to the actual platforming itself is that as yarny you are made out of yard and each step you take forward unravels a little bit of you um hence the name unravel and uh you kind of walk across all of these other spools of yarn that you can wind yourself up with to move farther into the world you can use your yarn as kind of you know a grappling hook to kind of swing across things to lasso things and pull them, uh, to rappel down uh, high surfaces and whatnot. Um, and that's kind of just where the puzzle aspect comes out. It's just all moving about the world and trying to figure out how you can get from one place to another, uh, manipulating the uh, the objects around you and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Would you say, guys, I was getting a... I was trying to articulate this because the art style itself is really distinct. It feels very, um, well, okay. One of the ways I would describe it is like tilt shift. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's like this like photography style where you can like make things look like they're uh, like toy objects instead. And it's a lot of like, but, but what I was really thinking of was, do you guys remember those books when we were kids called, I think they were called I Spy. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Where it's like all zoomed in on thimbles and shit. Mm. It's like, yo, here's like a like a button. You know what I'm saying? And like a thimble <laughs> and like, you know, whatever. And like you would try to like find stuff like in. Yeah. Like that. I feel like this art style is kind of like that where it's like really zoomed in on those sort of like household objects like that. And specifically that your grandma might have um, mm-hmm. around and like, it's not just that, but if it, it felt like that, does anyone see that connection? Or how would you describe the aesthetic of yeah. this game? I feel like I would say the borrowers is another thing like in this oh. kind of mm-hmm. category where it's like a, a take on the real world from a small perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean oh, yarn boys. I don't know. Like, sorry, I've been calling him yarn boy. I guess he's actually yarny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is like, I don't know, two, three inches tall or something. Uh, there's no exact measurement, but like he's small, uh, mm-hmm. and so he's interacting with like objects that would be small to us that are large to him. Like imagine a lamp at your grandma's house. That is in this game for sure. Like without a doubt, no matter who you are, your grandma has a lamp like this, and it's in this game. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can like manipulate objects around in ways that we as like larger beings cannot. So like he uses a fish as like a motorboat at times. Uh, he will use, you know, a, a bucket as like some sort of like <laughs> cover for himself. Um, mm-hmm. Can roll up pine cones into snowballs that can, you know, turn gigantic and whatnot. Um and yeah, like I said, like this whole game is done without dialogue whatsoever. Every everything that you interact with and that Yarny expresses is all soundless, but it's all done through expression. And I just kind of want to give a shout out to the visual design in this, just because they don't even have Yarny make any type of like noises, like no no like 
creaks or chirps or whatnot. It's all just silent from him, yet his facial expressions, even just being the the two eyes, like were really expressive in parts of the game that like really had me like I don't know, really connect with Yarny in a way that I would like wanted to protect him with my life and every time I killed him very brutally I'd be like oh my god I'm so sorry mm-hmm. yeah you mean like when yeah. you stepped in water for like two and a half seconds then you just died and you were like what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah 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 okay um, yeah. I mean I think they did a lot more like than was necessary for gameplay purposes for sure in that area like on different levels he'll be like huddled against the rain or like mm-hmm. holding to himself against the cold or just yeah. sort of like looking around being like oh this is a cool forest mm-hmm. and like um, shaking frustrated or yeah go ahead and when you unravel yourself when you get to the end of your tether mm-hmm. then you're like noticeably weaker moving yeah mm-hmm. he kind of like slumps down <clears throat> and like drags his feet yeah yeah definitely definitely the sort of evocativeness of the movements of this character and like the way they'll shake their head yeah or like look around it's just it's it's as someone described earlier something this weekend but it's it's extra yeah it's extra <laughs> and it's nice yeah it's it's really nice um yeah i i would just say like even just the way the physics interact i think the physics have an element of this also where um like you'll sometimes have balancing acts in your physics puzzle you know it'll be like here's a seesaw and i need you to like have it one way and then like weight it down with something and now you can jump on top of it but it doesn't do like the mechanical like style of puzzle solving where it's like you did it now this seesaw can you know withstand a thousand pounds you know because you put it in the right spot and you put the thing on top of it sometimes it'll like still move a little bit or like shift and it'll kind of make you uncomfortable or like a tree branch will move a little bit and you're wondering if it'll crack because some of them will crack and so they definitely just have like an an element of almost expressiveness to the just like the the physics and the way things are going to like fall over and you're like kind of making this rickety structure to try to get on top of this thing and it might slide but you're standing on it and hoping it won't slide and yeah all of that is just it's it's really quite a lot that they add i feel like over the top of of the platforming of this game like just just the gameplay mm-hmm. hmm. so on on the platforming um mm. i would say there's sort of two main categories of platforming i guess uh in, in 2d anyway and one is the sort of like give you a lot of control fast movement uh like you can air control a lot mm-hmm. uh there's usually not momentum and then the other is sort of like the physics simulation where they're trying to do like momentum and you can like swing off things and everything has actual physics i guess uh and so this yeah, is okay. very much in the physicsy type of platformer mm. uh and it almost feels like those other things that you talked about are justification for why they went this way. Because mm-hmm. they wanted it to have a bit of character to itself, the, the physics-y nature of it. Yeah, I And also, so. I mean, mm-hmm. like swinging well. on yarn, like the whole concept of it is like a physics-y. Yeah, game. although there are a lot of... Uh, <clears throat> I guess we'll call them air control platformers uh, okay. that have like a grappling hook swing mechanic uh, that isn't done in a physics way. It's like when you grapple, you will have this prescribed arc. 
And so it's much more mm-hmm. like mechanical in that way. Like yeah. it's much more predictable and yeah. Like I, I, um, I will say like, I've definitely seen, I, okay. When you do the physics route of things, it has a ton of beauty that it can add to a game in certain ways. It also adds this bit of ambiguity too. Like there are certain cases where I'm like, did I solve this puzzle correctly and just miss this jump or like bounce just not quite far enough or this thing slid a little too far? Like, is that possible? And it is yeah. possible. I would say just like uh, as game physics are, are known for, uh, physics-y platformers have, tend to be janky, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Things super. can get stuck in bad states or, mm-hmm. yeah, things can be like, I don't know, poorly balanced, I guess. And it's it's hard for them. Like they can't just adjust the physics engine that much, mm-hmm. and it it requires a lot more attention to detail with the level design from them. I think. Yeah, I feel like there is a lot of attention to detail in this level design. I was thinking about that because I feel like for the most part, I was not like just at the totally at the whim of this physicsy sort of aspect of it. I felt like at some points I was like, wait a minute, maybe I am. I think I might be. I'm not totally sure. But for the most part, it, like, worked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to close my window. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but they're doing construction, allegedly, <clears throat> right outside my window. <laughs> nice. I did hear that. It is, uh, thankfully, faint. Um, I would agree. There's a lot of attention to detail, a lot of, a lot of beauty in the levels. Um, and, like... I didn't I didn't feel myself like stuck in any of the puzzles. I felt like it, that much. Like for <clears throat> what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say I didn't find myself stuck um that long in any of the puzzles, long enough for it to really get frustrating um in terms of solving them. Um I think they did a good job of kind of giving you all of the tools that you would need to solve it fairly um, evidently, I suppose. Um, I think I would actually say that like, the, the puzzles are extremely simple in general. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there were like two that I was like, do I really have to do that to solve this puzzle? Mm-hmm. Um and the answer is usually, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I yeah. do want to say that I I really hated certain aspects of the choices that they made in this game, um, like the fact that the water was in the game at all. As a death mechanic, yeah. As a death mechanic, mm-hmm. felt completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. and the I didn't enjoy a single time that I died in this game. Yeah, I, it I was exclusively fair. a frustration. I enjoyed some of the times when uh, Yarny got crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael's like just playing. Like I think that that was just like I was I was frustrated enough that I was like, you know what? Screw Yarny. Let him get crushed by this rock, and then he yeah. tumbles down. 
that is i feel like not the way that they intended it to go <laughs> I know. like i feel like it's hard for me to say that with definitive nature but yeah yeah it's but... some very graphic brutal ways that you can kill him too it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. getting impaled I... by a by a bird electrocuted chopped in half even just the crab fucked rocks. you up like so like, I, mean, <laughs> I guess the context for mm-hmm. that for me was like there were a couple of places where it was just like you'd re- you'd walk somewhere something would roll down and kill you and then you'd reload from the save and it'd be okay wait how am i even supposed to avoid that and it was just like i got stuck a few times uh mm-hmm. in that loop and yes that, that was yeah, the context too. for being just like you know what fine crush crush yarny mm-hmm. right and i, I actually thing... think that's like my i think that's one of my I, I would I wouldn't say it's necessarily a complaint, but there were definitely moments of frustration because there's a lot of aspects of this game that are solely timing based, either because something is pursuing you, something is rolling after you that can crush you. Like it's all stuff that you have to string together perfectly. Um, and there are other games that do things like that, or in the Blind Forest is one that we've done for the podcast that I know that they've done that mm-hmm. is timing based in that aspect. But I think one thing that Ori did well that this game, that I think this game didn't do, and I think it came as a detriment, is just that the death state is very, it it halts all momentum. Like, Mm -hmm. Ori, Ori, when you are being chased by something and you die, you just kind of poof. And then you immediately respawn back. The music doesn't even miss a beat. It's still kind of in a flurry of, you know, of of pursuing music. You feel like you don't miss a beat. You know you died, but you can just kind of pick back up where you started. Unravel, they do the pursuing music, but then you die, the screen fades to black, and then the music has to awkwardly kind of like try to re-pick itself back up or like hit the you know hit the sting again just to be like ah something's coming after you and you're just like yes i know i know i just need to find some way to get there is that a ledge no do i grab this thing no oh i'm dead again Mm -hmm. fuck okay Mm -hmm. and the other thing i mean that this game does that's different from ori in the blind forest is um like the controls are much looser in this game <clears throat> the physics in this game is like I don't know not as good as Ori like Ori's physics in terms of like the way that you fly through the air and and like grab onto things I once I got the hang of those controls I felt like I knew exactly what I was doing at all times um, sometimes I would do it wrong but I knew like that the I knew the input series that I needed to do to do it correctly, and in this game, I did not feel that. Yeah, um, I think Ori is actually. I would say it's kind of between right. the air control and the physicsy. Um, and my yeah. personal opinion on platformers is I just really don't like the physicsy approach. Yeah, it 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 has a lot of it, like it's tantalizing. There's all these cool things you can do with physics, but when it comes down to it, like it's just way more fun to like do the other kind of platforming to have a lot of control. You have control. Like when, when you die, like it feels like it's your fault, not like 
the level conspiring against you. Not to, to have fucking some... mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, to have some like <laughs> randomly Why did like they you put too much momentum and you hit they an edge and fell in the put... water. Yeah. The mosquitoes are they also just terrible. Not put mosquitoes in this game. Yeah. All mosquitoes right. in this game I... are as fun as they are in real life. Yeah. This <laughs> is Okay, this is a defense for the mosquitoes, but not in the way that you might think it is. I personally I both hated and loved the mosquito level only because I think if you want to immerse somebody in the feelings of what it's like to be in the middle of a forest where the sheer amount of mosquitoes is oppressive, that level for damn sure makes you feel that way. So it's the RPG. I agree with you. That's true. That's true. I think that's actually that's one of point. the big tensions of the game is that they're trying to do this like phases of life and like recalling memories in a in an authentic way. Like they're really trying to get at the essence of what those like that childhood memory is like. Um, mm -hmm. The problem is that a lot of life is actually really boring, and they're picking that up too. Yeah. Uh, or it's like <laughs> so not like, fun. A lot of the level is just sort of like blandly walking through, and it's like, okay, you're going to take this rock and you're going to put it there. Like, okay, obviously, so that I can get up there. Uh, and it's just, it becomes a series of rote tasks, a lot like stuff we do in real life, sure. Mm -hmm. But like at some point, we're playing games to not have that. And so we don't really need a whole holistic picture of life in a game, including all the annoying parts. See, it's interesting. Like, I, I totally hear what you're saying, Zoe, about that. Like, in the sense of, I feel like that is like the art part, artsy part of this game. I mean, to say, in that, like, it's, it's trying to evoke this feeling and it's trying to, like, like, it's almost like the, the flower or the journey part of it. But I, I kind of find this game stuck between a bunch of different games styles, maybe, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like it's not an artsy game, really, because it's way too long for that. Um, like, like Journey gets in and then it's out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is gone. And you're like, wow, that was a nice art piece. Whereas this, you're like, I couldn't give this to my mom. She'd be like, how the fuck am I supposed to control this thing? I'm not doing this. <laughs> um <laughs> But then it yeah. does have the, some of the things that she would appreciate. Like my mom would be like, yo, this mosquitoes level, I like it because it's really annoying and it reminds me of that feeling and it reminds me of when I was out, you know, when I was young in, you know, by the water or near the forest or whatever. Like like that part would work for her, but then the other parts of it wouldn't. So I kind of find it like in between some of these concepts. Uh, I'm curious if mm -hmm. people feel that way too because I, I also think like much of the game is easy and then some of yeah. it's hard. And I'm like wait who is this for like is it for the, like is this supposed to be an art experience that's supposed to be like you get through it and you enjoy it along the way or is it supposed to be difficult or is it a kind of hybrid of those things and maybe that's not a problem but it feels strange to see so that's kind of what i'm like it's kind of what i'm seeing when i when i when i think about that sort of stuff i would I agree and like i think that just plays into like the thing of like i felt like this game it played i, I guess going along the same vein as like it's struggling to maybe find a sort of core identity. I just feel like this game was trying to battle between being a contemplative think about it puzzle game, but then also being like a mirror's edge flow state sort of game at the same time. Like they yeah. really wanted you to get into the flow state of things, but then they felt like they needed to stop you to get through a complicated pu puzzle or like a puzzle that at least you had to stop and really think about 
how you need to utilize your limited resource of yarn to get through an area. Um, so it's just a lot of flow state and stopping. Flow state I, and stopping. <laughs> I think it's got another component to it, which is actually just the like, it, it actually has like a, a story told through the book mm-hmm. and it's told actually really well. Um, and so it's got this element of like walking simulator almost to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the good parts of this game would work really well as a walking simulator. Totally. But the gameplay actually ends up getting in the way of that in a lot of ways. I actually do myself wonder if when they made this, they were afraid to make something that was less game-like than this. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of game that they put in here, but when you talk about this walking simulator version of it, I think to myself, oh, yeah, I totally see what that would be. Um, Like, that, that makes total sense, and I wonder if in some ways they did make that or almost made that or storyboarded that, and then we're like, hmm, we should probably put a game in here too. And I'm not sure if necessarily for the better in all cases when they put the game in there. Hmm. My interpretation was a little bit different where Hmm. they had the idea for the yarn guy and, and the like swinging movement stuff and physics puzzles maybe because of that. Um, and then, and then they said, okay, like, why is this young guy in the forest? And, oh, it's because he escaped from some old woman's, like, knitting bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that they, they created that system and then in building levels, they built the story and i think um i think they the like core of the game of that like yarn based movement <clears throat> like the the flow state stuff zoe was talking about is really fun i think that's great i love that and i love the cute whimsical slightly melancholy concept of like going through an old woman's memories um and experiencing life through that lens um and i think that what i really didn't enjoy was some of the level design Mm -hmm. um and some of the choices that they made along the way (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like the the whole thing about like toxic waste, the yeah. bright green sludge, mm-hmm. like get that the fuck out of this game. <laughs> to me, I I don't want that. I don't that, want any of that. That level reminded me of a Netflix show that Elena's sister was showing us. It's like it's like made in in Germany or something, and it was about like this like power plant and like the weird like almost semi like like supernatural shit that was going down in this town. And I was just like, what? Like, it's called Ragnarok. No, I don't remember what it's called, man. Uh, okay. I'll figure Honestly, it out. Honestly, I liked the acid better than the water. Cause at least it was decisive. because it kills you faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, yeah. I hated both of them so much. I was just, I was like mad every time 
I saw it. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want to die in this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with the physics of like stuff floating in this water. Mm-hmm. I feel like I also almost didn't experience any flow state at all with the mechanics. Like there were maybe a few really? sections where you had like repeated grappling to swing across things, but even there, like the way that it's physicsy actually prevents it from being flexible in a lot of ways. So it's like, for example, if you uh, swing quickly on one of the points, you will over, you will get too close to the next one. And so then when you grapple that one, it just like totally fucks up your flow. Mm-hmm. But then and again, that there yeah, that did kind of happen to me sometimes, but totally. I was kind of okay with that. I enjoyed the swinging enough that I was, I was okay with that. But there are sections like, um, do you remember when you take the kite? Um, yeah. Or like, oh, yeah, the kite. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that you were controlling I the kite either. at first. And I just crashed. And me neither. Yeah. yeah. Same. Because <laughs> oh like now you're we're gonna completely redefine the controls basically for this one kite sequence. Yeah, which was cool. But like, but for instance, like that is an example. There's a momentum. I don't know sure if it's flow, but there's a momentum to certain sections of this game that feels flow like. Like I know what Zoe's saying when she says that. Um, and then there's other parts that feel more like rock climbing than anything, which I actually think is kind of cool where you're like, yeah. I'm going to like, I, I was literally, I was like joking around like on belay, like belay on, which is like the terms that you use <laughs> when you like tie yourself into rock climbing, you know what I'm saying? Um, and like, cause like you can tie yourself along the way, like making little checkpoints along the way. If you're like climbing up a tree and you're like, okay, I, before I make this jump, I better like be safe and not die. So like, there's that aspect of it where you're like being very safe and like, no, like, I remember for a couple of them, like, I'm going to tie a knot every single time along this way so that I'm safe. Like, and that's what a rock climber would do. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then, you you know, you, like, lower <laughs> yeah, yourself down too. the side, you know, of the tree or of the mountain, which is, like, a, a step or something. You know, like, so there's there's that aspect of it, too, which is actually, like, pretty, it's pretty cool. I don't, this game confuses the shit out of me to talk about because I... I think like almost everything in this game is really cool, and yet I did not enjoy this game at all. And I'm just like, oh fuck, because it's so cool. The art style is amazingly cool. I like the the going through people's memories. Like I like that stuff. I love the like I spy. Yeah, like look, I said like, I love the music. Um, I just like, and I love the premise of the gameplay. If you told me like, yeah, you're tying. It's like rock climbing, man. Or it's like swinging, you know, and it's all the stuff and you're like creating these bridges and you're jumping off them. Like, oh, that sounds so cool. And I just, yeah, did not enjoy it. I don't know. Did you guys like vibe with the gameplay for the most part? Because for me, I was like, this is like not fun. I Is that crazy? That's how I felt. Is, is that too far? So no. there were, I think, 10, 10 main levels. Uh, and the first three of them, I definitely got pretty frustrated with like Hmm. either just because it was boring or because the physics were janky there was a lot of water in those parts mosquito i think was number three uh and i felt like after that it steadily improved the puzzles got a bit more interesting the story actually picked up yeah uh and i don't know at least i i felt it more uh but there was definitely a period in there where I was really frustrated and I was taking taking it in small breaks, basically. Yeah. Hmm. 
Anybody, anybody else? I know James, you said similar to you. There's 10 levels, right? Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. technically enjoyed... there's like 12, but... Um, <clears throat> 12 chapters, 10. but 10 environments. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Did I not play the no, last there's, there's like 10, 10 things that you put on the book anyway. Well, okay, so I played I played um I played it all, but I enjoyed the first one. I sort of enjoyed the second one. I really hated the next four, mm. and then I liked the rest of them. Mm. Most okay. mostly. Okay. Um I think um I I don't think that you're going too far to say that this game is not fun, McCoy. Uh <laughs> At least to me. At least um, to me. That's all I'm trying to say. I think, I think that um, part of it for me was um, that uh, the the choice to um, not have a button for release and pull in string that was separate from movement was just like so devastating to some of their puzzles mm -hmm. where you really just like want to pull in your string while standing on something, but you just fall off it every time you try and right. do that. I see what you mean. You want to be pulling as opposed to walking backwards to pull. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Um, And I think that, if they if they added that in and then created more puzzles that were like that, um, that that like actually had to do with manipulating stuff with your string, um, in that way, I think that that could have been really cool. But like, instead, a lot of the puzzles were like find the thing that you have to push against the wall. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to clarify that really quickly because, like, I do want to say, like, okay, step one, I'm not a huge fan of platformers. Just, like, keep that with a grain of salt when I play a game like this. Um, but also, the other thing is that, like, when I look at this game, I'm like, man, it, I could see people loving this game. If this game is for you and maybe that person out there who this game is for would know that. Like, if this stuff doesn't really bother you or you're just like, oh, I loved everything about this game and I just took my time with it and I enjoyed it and I played through it and I vibed and it was really cool and, and you know, like a splendor along the way. I, I can see that person like like crystallize in my mind a bit. Like I, I can see someone who would enjoy this, but I, I, I just I, I just wasn't that person, like even like a little bit. And so it was like, yikes, because I like so like when I'm like saying things like, oh, to me, if it was like a shorter experience that was more condensed, like it could be more of an artsy like storytelling experience. Like maybe that's just me saying like that's how I would have enjoyed it best. But but I do think that a lot like I'm sitting there like, God, there's so much cool stuff in this game. But I. I why is there so much game in here? Like maybe that's just really because I don't like platformers. I don't know. Maybe that's just a bad take. But I just it's just oh, I don't think it's a good platformer. There's just so much platforming. <laughs> So I first played Unravel 2 mm -hmm. as the first time I played a game of this. And I actually think their concept of a two-player platforming system as yarn people 
is a better system than the single player one personally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like i i enjoyed playing this game despite its frustrating moments i enjoyed the environments i enjoyed just i don't know seeing everything in a small perspective i i do like that atmospheric storytelling i like to immerse myself in that style um and i guess i don't really mind if things feel redundant or whatnot as long as the environment changes then i'm perfectly okay with it that said i do see just the drawbacks of it being single player just because playing it as a two-player one where you have to work together connected by yarn to get through obstacles and whatnot and you still have your grappling you know, you're grappling yarn pieces, but also you just have to work with this string that's attached between two people and just try not to sever that bond. I had a lot more fun with the puzzles um, playing in that style than this one. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm really glad that they innovated off of this concept in the future to make Unravel 2. Unravel 2, I think, doesn't have as compelling of a story. If anything, it's like, I wish I could change Mm -hmm. the environment, like combine the environment of one with the gameplay of two, and I think it would be a perfect game. Um, And so it's it's one of those things also where it's just like, if if platformers aren't your thing, then I obviously, I, I can't convince you otherwise. But also, like, I do think it shouldn't knock on trying to play unravel too just because i think mm-hmm. i i just had a blast playing that game yeah. uh with brandon just because of yeah. that that additional concept to everything i mean co-op games are insanely fun it's almost like that's like a different category of life like i i fucking love co-op games like no matter the genre just because it's just working together super fun like it's just coordinating it's just it's mm. just rad um like, well, and I just think the concept of yarn just worked better as a two-player when it's connecting two things as opposed to one being unraveling and needing to find the next bit of yarn to spool up. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have to worry about that mechanic in the second game as much as you just have to worry about how do we both get to this from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So seemingly simplistic things like getting over a post in the middle of the road um actually got to be more of a challenge when you put two people who can't be disconnected in the midst of that mm-hmm. do you like pull on each other like is it one of those things where like you can yeah. actually like, <laughs> knock someone off the platform can, yeah 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 you can pull on each other you you can piggyback on one another so you can be like i don't want to do this puzzle you can piggyback on the other one and be like you do it for me <laughs> mm-hmm. that's cool <laughs> yeah it's interesting it's cool to hear that they like found that out of this like that's so rad because um, mm-hmm. clearly there's so much positive going for this game um, and to find like some other weird way to spin that that just like sounds just sounds delightful I don't know that's really cool that's really cool like because like because yeah. because say what I will about the gameplay it's like almost everything else is really powerful I feel like and really well done and really thoughtful and really like carefully done and artfully done and maybe even the gameplay is i'm not trying to say it isn't i'm just saying it didn't work for me but like it would be really sad and this was like well, didn't like yay make this you know what i'm saying like i feel like the chance that, that this first game comes out and then nothing else happens from this i feel like it would be pretty high 
like and so it's nice to hear that they they got to do more out of that that's cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah oh, oof. so maybe it's made for you zoe then like someone who cares less about the technical details of platform but enjoys the environment enjoys the story enjoys his right i mean i think this is also underscored by the fact that i am not as avid of a platforming person as well i really like unpopular opinion but i didn't like celeste i thought celeste was way too hard and i was like i couldn't enjoy the story of celeste because of how difficult they made that game but mm -hmm. this game because it was quote unquote dumbed down to someone more of i guess my style of platforming like i can see why i would enjoy this but more avid platformer people like james and Raphael might not like it is is that why you guys don't like it is because it's like like maybe not dumbed down is the exact word but you don't know the, the concept she's talking is, is that why you guys don't like it or is it like more like i'm just curious like um I think I mean I think they made some some choices that I disagree with in terms of creating the platforming but not like it, in terms of that stuff I I don't really know that that's exactly the reason I think um like I don't mind playing a playing an like an easy platformer with with other stuff um was there significantly more to the story that i missed than the um the little ghost things that show up occasionally yes, the book the book right were you supposed to look at it after you beat each level? Because they fill in with yes, extras. That, yeah. I, yes. I skipped it for a few of them, oh. and then I went back, and it was like, oh, shit. I oh, was okay. Like, uh -huh, the pictures, yeah. Right. And I think that did a lot to actually help me appreciate the later parts of the game. Because mm -hmm. um, all I was getting was the, was the little ghost. I looked at the book once, and I was like, I think after the level with the mosquitoes and I was so pissed off by that <laughs> whole level, mm -hmm. like not just the mosquitoes, like, yes, yeah. they do a good job of, Annoying. of making you feel like totally bombarded by mosquitoes and like, you can't solve the problem. Um, I just, I hated that they got in the way of, the puzzle solving specifically in the situation where you had to climb on like a can that had a, like a, a hook on it for you to latch onto. Mm -hmm. And you, so you had to get on top of that and then do a jump and hook onto something above you. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's mosquitoes coming after you. So you have to get on top of it and then like whip the mosquitoes yeah. With your Indiana Jones whip, yeah, um, to make them fly away, and then you can jump up and do the thing. So you're spamming the whip button, um, and then they finally go away, and so you jump and do that thing. But if you do it in slightly the wrong order, or at slightly the wrong time, or you're just spamming the button, you can um, jump and whip the hook on the thing that you're standing on. Um, and then 
the physics will push you off to the side into the water and then the thing will fall on your head so you can't get out of the water. <laughs> and that happened to me three times in a row. Yeah. So yeah. I was mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I discovered the story and promptly dismissed it probably because of that. Um, so all I was getting was these beautiful little tableaus and I was enjoying those. Um, and, but I don't know the actual like story. I just know kind of ethereal wisps of the story. It also picks up um, slow. Like for the first yeah. three levels, I like, it's like you're looking oh, at- Oh, so all I saw was the little stuff. Yes, although the book is- Because all I saw was the I mean, first three levels. The book is kind of it, little stuff it, too early on. It's only just like a couple of sentences for each level, mm -hmm. but it ties okay. into each level in, in, in this really effective way, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it and, explains like the radioactive waste level a little bit more in greater detail. It yeah. explains a lot of the other, so they're not nearly as more like random environments as much as they have a purpose. Mm -hmm. That's explained. But like it's so my oh, go ahead. my feeling about the radioactive waste level was that this is the first time I really ever felt like there was unnecessary like tokenism or whatever in a game. Where, like, they put in an environmental disaster so that it would be gritty and dark, and they would have a gritty, dark thing to do in the game. Hmm. Yeah, I think having read the book, I still kind of feel that way. Hmm. And uh, um, I don't think that part landed very well. Yeah, I felt like I felt like there's so much to explore in, like, melancholy and, like, cuteness and, like, an old woman who is satisfied with her life but it's getting towards the end of it Although, I, I felt guess... like there was a lot to explore there and it just didn't needed the gritty dark shit it, it, it just none of might, the game needed it it might be trying to explain the cause of death of her husband but they didn't connect that in a very like close way so I'm not really sure even yeah but like I don't yeah, know. I, I just I don't I didn't enjoy that part at all. Good. Um so it's it may be explaining the husband's death in a way, but to me that section was just to underscore, you know, it, it is a there are conflicts on in those regions of the world of, you know, radioactive waste and development and the cost of the cost of progress affecting these more naturally untouched places and how I think the book says, you know, these, these problems cause the young people to move away and the old people have to have to live with the effects. Um, and it's, I, I think it's just, you know, when when you've lived in the sticks all your life and then suddenly this corporation comes in and starts dumping waste everywhere like you know do you 
you know, it, it's it's all about that kind of pride and wanting to stay in this natural place that you've called home all this time, despite the fact that all of these horrible things have happened because of corrupt politicians. And I think they showed like some, maybe like a like a mayor or something. Four, a mayor or something shredding documents like clearly there's some mm. like political conspiracy or whatnot covering up all of the environmental disasters that they have here and i do know that there are issues like that um you know in in places like sweden and finland and norway etc mm. um especially like russia russia is a big one where it's you know all of these people living in these rural villages having to live with the waste that is coming out of the larger cities like St. Petersburg and Moscow. That's kind of just how I saw that in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's how I interpreted it from, from it existing in the game is like, maybe not with that much detail, but like the feeling. And, um, <clears throat> I, I just didn't, I didn't like it personally. Like that's a personal thing to me. I just didn't enjoy it. Um, I wanted there to be less like dark gritty things and more things like the last few, like the, the fun parts of the last few levels um, where um. I don't know. You get to to feel more free with the um, the controls. Um, There's a lot more joy in those levels, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like not every game has to have its like dark, gritty part. Um, and this game in particular didn't feel like it meshed with the rest of it at all it is funny like i definitely had never seen any of the the like i guess grittier or darker environments ever and i definitely had not seen them from watching that youtube video with the soundtrack a hundred thousand times and so i was just in there like whoa <laughs> like look at this <laughs> i mean honestly like okay say what you will about whether it needs to be there and that's up to you but it was also very beautiful like really well done, like except the like bright green sludge. Oh, I love the bright green sludge. I just like the color choice, like it, the way it glows as well. Like I don't know, I thought it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it worked. Yeah, it was beautiful. I don't know, I don't know, um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's um, to me, it's just uh, it's all about how the story is told, very slowly, or like, like, it's like if I'm trying to think of the story, I'm like playing back nine hours in my head in like two minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really fast. Uh, that, like, like I feel like you could get, like, the whole walkthrough in, like, 30 minutes or less of, like, the story. But it's just, there's just so much in between. And I think that's kind of, like, what it signals a little early. Like, when they're, like, do you remember going to the forest and, you know, like, going to the beach or whatever? And you're, like, yeah. And it's, like, I'm going to do that for an hour. And you're, like, oh, <laughs> But I already remembered it, and it took me like ten minutes. But now we're oh fuck, we're still here. So I don't know. That's just that's just my personal take on that. It's just like and, and crabs are attacking us. Because it was like, do you remember berry picking? And I was like, yeah. And it's like an hour. And I was like, no. Like just every time. 
Um, also, were any berries picked there? I don't think they were. Not clear. I, I saw berries. Mm-hmm. Did not have the opportunity to pick them. Mm-hmm. They did a really interesting thing with the pictures when you look in the not looking in the book, but rather when you... They had, yeah, like a parallax effect as you... Yeah. Like, zoomed in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, where, like, they had, like, layers. Like, they had cut out the characters, and then they were, like, moving them separate from the backgrounds. Um, and then, like, the water was, like, running. Uh, like, there was some really... I mean, honestly, like, a lot of really amazing touches in this game, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the more amazing touches uh, is actually that... If you explore around the the hub world, if you will, which is such a silly term, even though it is what this is for when you jump into all the pictures, right? Like that, the desk um, where the grandma is like supposedly working or whatever. Like it turns out if you explore around there and you jump around, you jump on the furnace and you jump all over sorts, all sorts of things and you fly around, you actually can make your way all the way back, like along the ceiling to where you started and it turns out there's like a light or like a chandelier or some shit that's like right above and it's just out of your field of view uh when you start the game but it turns out you can immediately yeah. jump and grapple on that thing and start flying immediately um it's just out of view you just wouldn't know so it's like if you explore there and you come back and you're like wait what the fuck you can just the second you get back there you can fly now i don't recommend it you should see the book but it's just an interesting thing and i watched a speed run of this game also and they do that immediately and i was like what the fuck like that just the, like they just fly <laughs> from the second they get to the hub world and you're like what the sh-? okay reasonable um yeah I, I i will actually say like if you're out there and you're contemplating playing this game like you definitely should try it like for sure and maybe you vibe with it and maybe it's just like just for you the other thing i would say is watching a speedrun was really awesome because <laughs> it was like holy fuck i don't have to play the game and like <laughs> but i'm getting all these vignettes in a uh, faster method do you know what i'm saying like they're happening more often i'm able to think about them in the context of each other more um, and I'm getting this story in a more rapid way. And I don't know, like that to me was, I think a really enjoyable experience. And I would just recommend that to anyone. It just, it's, it's just fun. Plus like people like that are good at this game, it looks cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Or just, just like shout out to the speedrun of this mm-hmm. game. Pretty rad actually. Pretty rad for sure. Um, but it, yeah, there's also some advanced mechanics that you don't actually need outside of speedruns or a few of the buttons. Uh, for example, there's one where it, you can hold on to the yarn that's behind you, and you can also lasso something. And if you do both of those things at the same time, then you can actually like scale over them, like either direction. Uh, and so you can use that to like scale between two anchor points, and that's useful in speedruns. That's crazy. Are you talking about the, like the? There's a button to like go back to the string that you have, and there's a button to like lasso forward, and you hit both of those, and then you like hang between them is every time yeah but you can actually like give up some of the string that you're holding and pull in some of the lasso or vice versa oh um to like so if let's say you tied your string to one point and you lassoed to another you can actually go directly between those if you pull them taut whoa all the way yeah whoa that's pretty cool. So like there's a, there's a section where you need to do that to get one of the buttons where it's like there's a few anchor points on the ceiling and the acid is really close to it. Mm. And I tried swinging like a bunch of times and kept dying. And then I was like, 
Let me just try some crazy shit. Mm. I found this. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I fully understood some of the badass shit the speedrunners were doing. Also, it was really interesting. Like, I watched one speedrunner that was not the the current world record holder, but and they like were very clear to say that in their title, which is very kind of them. They're like, "Oh, old record holder," and I was like, "Interesting." And I was watching it. They were really fast, but there was a couple areas where they like messed up a little bit. And like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, "Oh, this can be optimized." Like, I think you could probably jump to there. And then I was just like, wait, 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 wait. Am I literally trying to, like, solve a speedrun for Unravel right here just on my couch right now? Like, let's step back, pause. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> reflecting on how long it took me to get past that section. And I was like, you know, maybe the critical eye is not helping here. You know, like, <laughs> maybe the pursuit for perfection <laughs> is not actually valid. But, yeah, definitely recommend that. That's cool. Um also, low-key, now hearing what Zoe had to say about Unravel 2, I want to see a speedrun for Unravel 2. That sounds fun. <laughs> like a two-person speedrun? Oh that God. sounds cool. Two, yeah, two, oh, two people speedrunning? That'd be... I would love to see that happening and just see if anybody rages at the other, being like, oh, you just lost us a second there. Mm -hmm. It's like the same thing that you, when you, like, you interview, like... Uh, I've heard a bunch of interviews now with uh, caster duos. They did that in Counter-Strike a lot where they would have like duos specifically and like you would hire them together and they would like work events together and they'd cast the final together, right? Like and some other esports have done that and they've also done, you know, met like moving different talent between, you know, and like having them all cast with each other and they've tried different strategies. But but like hearing the reality of someone being like, yeah, I'm making it in esports, but I'm tied to a literal lunatic and like nobody knows that, <laughs> but like they're an amazing caster, but like at any point in time, they could just leave the scene and I'm fucked is is kind of how i feel like with a duo speedrunner it's like dude if this partner just quits the game bro like i'm in trouble like our runs are in trouble like you know um so wait for those memoirs to come out for agdq uh you know pair running uh situations and, and all the the drama about that but awesome um is there anything else people want to jump on on this game i'm like you know like i'm, I'm just curious like because for me i feel like We've covered a lot of what I wanted to talk about, but there might be some more of the things people want to jump on, or how do you feel? Well, okay. I think we're we're good. Okay, so let's start this review section with Elena's Unravel Thoughts, which is, I didn't cry, so I'm not attending today. The soundtrack is incredible, <laughs> though, so a gold star for that. <laughs> a gold star for the soundtrack. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, okay. Noted noted reasonable i don't think that's a gold star for the game i think that's a gold star for the soundtrack um she didn't actually play the game i'll put gold mm -hmm. star asterisk and i'll say soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah 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 <laughs> perfect 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 um okay so uh i'll go first because i think this is the most out of my alley maybe um and I, yeah i think i'll just quickly reiterate some of the things i said before this game is clearly not for me I can feel, I can see the person that this game is for. Um, and maybe that person's Zoe, and maybe it's person people sort of similar in some ways, in some aspects. Um, and if you enjoy this game, I feel like it's probably a delight. Like, there's so much here. Um, it's, it's funny. Like, I feel like you could spend the whole time selling this game, talking about all the amazing little details that it does well. And to me... I think people have kind of done that with this game. They're talking about, oh my God, like, you know, like the way this character moves is just amazing or the way this level looks is amazing or whatever it is. And it really is awesome. And all that stuff is really cool. To me, that's like avoiding the elephant in the room, which is that I did not have any fun with the game. 
um, for the most part. That's not entirely true, but I, oh my God, it's more true. I would have put this game down like 14 times um, before I actually did. And it was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, um, and I think that's valid also. So for some people, I think perhaps not for them, but if it is for you, um, then I think it'd be awesome. So, okay, I did a lot of qualifying. I'm going to give this game a meh. I think it deserves that to me for my experience, but it is so much more to that if you can enjoy it. So if you can do it, good for you. Um, I will move on to Raphael. Okay, so Unravel is, I think, pretty difficult to rate for me. Uh, I kind of had a similar experience with the gameplay to McCoy in that I really did not enjoy it. I enjoyed it a little bit later, um, but I also might even have put it down if I didn't feel like I needed to experience the whole thing. Um, actually, on the music, I did not really like the music that much. In fact, the first piece that you hear like in the hub world, I actually found that painful to listen to, just the way it's like holding onto some of those notes that it was really grating to me. Mm. Um, so I really didn't like most of the music. I did like some of the music though. Mm. In fact, there's like one specific track which they play like when the chipmunk or the crows are chasing you. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. It reminded me a lot of like the Witcher's soundtrack, for example, mm. um, the Witcher 3 soundtrack specifically um which i really enjoyed uh most of the rest of it uh i mean i guess it kind of fit in atmospherically but um maybe it's just not the kind of music for me uh but it it worked in terms of like what the emotions that the game was trying to deliver um story-wise uh again like very light on the story i did actually appreciate it a lot later on and some of the I guess the tones that it was hitting were just like hauntingly beautiful in a way. Um, and so I guess like putting that at odds with how much I didn't like the gameplay <laughs> mm. makes this really hard to rate. Um, but I mean, I think, I guess, and, and I guess it, it also has a lot of parallels to journey actually in, in this sense. And I'd like, both of them are puzzle platformers actually both of them are kind of like more focused on the the overall experience uh and also trying to do this like phases of life uh thing uh i feel like gameplay gets a lot more in the way and unravel for sure uh it really draws it out but on the other hand i actually connected with like its message a lot more than i did with journey um Overall, I guess, one thumb up, like, there were things that were really great about this game, uh, but there were also things that were really frustrating, and overall, I didn't actually enjoy it that much, Um, but like McCoy said, I think there is a person for whom this game is, like, really special. Um, I guess I'll pass it on to James. Um, like I said, I had a lot of fun in some of the levels and really hated some of the levels. Um, and, um, I think overall, 
I'm going to give this game one thumb up as well. Um, I think that I will show this game to my brother when he shows up this weekend. Um, cause, uh, it's fun, uh, to swing around and I think that he would enjoy the first level of the game and that's all we would play. Um, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think, um, the music I enjoyed, um, the visuals I enjoyed, um, the story in as much as I engaged with it was, uh, was nice. Um, just seeing little glimpses of, um, this woman's life and loved ones. Uh, yeah. One thumb. Uh, Zoe. Take us home. Um, yeah, so I think like last week, McCoy very eloquently explained why the concept of the journey spoke so well to him. And I feel like I have the same feelings when it comes to Unravel. Um, I completely resonate with all of your guys' feelings about the gameplay. It is so hit and miss, hot and cold for me. Um, you know, I think the very last level when you're grappling on all of the f flying stars and it's just, it's kind of in parallel to the last level of journey when you're just f free floating up the mountain and this one you're free floating back to the house. Like that was just such a beautiful feeling of elation for me playing that part. But then, you know, I do think back to things like the mosquitoes, you know, which as much as I defended them, yes, they are fucking annoying, but they're meant to be fucking annoying. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, all the more power. Uh, or, you know, just more, I, I think like the game, the game mechanics kind of got in the way with probably the feeling they wanted to evoke for a certain location. Um, like I said, the, the deaths are very brutal. And very um, unimmersed. It, it takes you out of the immersion just with all the stop and go that it does. And the gameplay is also designed to kind of be a trial and error where you're going to die a lot in some sections. And I don't really find that to be particularly fun. I don't like being on a timer. Um, so, like, I can totally, completely understand that. Um, and so, I guess where this puts me is just I this game really did affect me and I think it was just because of the story in itself um I really loved the environmental storytelling and the environments I loved how like in one level you're floating with a plastic bag and then if you look through the photo journal you see that somebody lost his boot and he's using that same plastic bag as like an extra shoe or something um, and I liked going through the photo albums at the end of each level, and maybe it's because the fact that some of those photos are actually, like, from the developers or people who worked on this game of them and their families um, and their experiences. But I think it also just really made me nostalgic for, like, my own life experiences growing up. You know, like, I 
got very warm and fuzzy feelings about camping with my parents as a young girl and dealing with mosquitoes of that caliber (laughs) of, you know, my dad losing his flip-flop on a canoe trip. And you see those kind of similar parallel photos in the photo album. And it just brought back a lot of really great memories for me um, looking through that. And, (laughs) like, I, I... I cried at the end, mm-hmm. uh, just with the um, just with the last saying, which I will just say now, which is just love forms bonds like strands of yarn. Like yarn, those bonds can be fragile or get all tangled, but when they're kept and cared for, they can bridge any distance. And I just cried happy tears at the end of that. I got I didn't cry. I guess I got misty eyed because I was just like, what a beautiful life <laughs> this game showed. Um, and I just think that sort of warm and fuzzy feeling is really what sold me on this game, coupled with the music and just the absolutely criminally adorable creature of Yarny. Um, I, I think his character model is honestly one of the most endearing things I've ever seen. And I think the expressions that they give him in the game just made him all the more enduring, uh, endearing. So, um, you know props to that and I think they credit the person who supplied the developer with the yarn where he created Yarny in the first place as quote some punk kid so thank you some punk kid for giving the developer some yarn and thank you to the developer for creating a character like Yarny on a camping trip with his family and then creating this game as a result mm-hmm. um so like this makes it sound like I'm about to give it a gold star uh and actually I think I'm gonna settle with two thumbs up um because like I said, the, the, the game, the gameplay itself, and there's a lot of gameplay, can just be grueling at times. But I really think the actual experience of the world and life itself is, is a beautiful thing to witness. So I could totally see people wanting to see, like McCoy did, like a, a speed run or a playthrough of this game. Um, I think that is just as valid to experience the world of Unraveled. Um, yeah, and play the sequel. Mm-hmm. The sequel's really great. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cat's Cradle. You guys remember that shit? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That that is something I was the definitely yarn games. Yeah, the, yeah, the yarn like, yeah. with your fingers and shit, and like maybe you do it with someone else, mm-hmm. or you'd like create different like. Fuck. Okay, that's what I feel like. This was reminding me of that this whole week, and I just wasn't able to like crystallize it yeah <laughs> awesome there you go well awesome i'm really glad we played this this is some of those games you, you gotta play right you gotta play um exactly mm-hmm. okay um next week we're gonna play a game called abzu which for those of us that are have a list in front of them of the games that we decided we were gonna play in what order that's not the order we said we we're gonna play them with um but we have life things coming up, like people are traveling and, uh, you know, uh, James's brother is coming up and family is meeting each other. And also there's a Valorant tournament that we're going to watch and it's going to be awesome. So we're going light next week. But that doesn't mean that game isn't awesome. It is awesome, probably. But it's also short. So we're making that slight adjustment there. Hell yeah, watch party. Yeah, exactly. We should just do a podcast on our watch Hell party. Hell yeah. Just like, how'd the watch party go? Oh, I don't know. Like, Thursday session was kind of shitty. Like... <laughs> <laughs> really wish the games had delivered like <laughs> i just really wasn't connected with the group like i feel like 
reasonable. Okay, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Goodbye, everyone. Um, hmm. Should I have said the F word on a podcast where we mostly kept ourselves <laughs> reined in on a game that is just that cute? Let's fucking do let's this. Fucking Hit that it. fucking stop <laughs> exactly. button. Yeah. Yeah, that's the epic nature that this game was missing. We need that punk kid to write the game, too. Let's go. Um, okay. Right. The bet the best part was when you miss a jump and Yarny just stares at you and the only word he utters is fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> this game is actually PG thirteen because they just use the F word a couple of times. Everything else is silent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I mean listen, I'm not gonna lie to you, I said the F word playing this game. Um <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yep. I definitely yep. did as well. Goodbye everyone. Oh,